This is the Resilient and Resourced Educator, and I'm your host, Danette Adams. In today's episode, we speak with Lori. Lori is a social worker who, after many years of moving between multiple schools, now works at one school with almost 1,600 students. Her unique perspective on staying resourced while working with these students is inspiring. Please join us. So welcome, Lori, to the podcast. Thanks for joining me. Well, thank you for inviting me. So let's start the way I love to start is getting uh, people in education to connect back with some of their roots in education. So um, can you let me know about somebody in your life who impacted you, a teacher or a professor, a coach, mentor? I would say there's been so many because I, I love school. So I was one of those people that um, didn't struggle with school. So I would say um, I couldn't name, a, well, there'd be different ones at high school and university. And I did a lot of education after high school. So, um, but with, those would have been people that cared about me or put into me or um, who made learning fun, who cared about kids, like that you could tell that they enjoyed that. But it wasn't just about getting across the curriculum. It was about um, caring about who I was and who the kids were in the classroom, yet we're really strong teachers because in order to do that other piece, you have to be strong in the teaching piece as well. And I love to learn, so I've continued learning. So now it's um, people like Brené Brown, who I absolutely love, and she doesn't know me for a hole in the ground, but I feel like I know her and love her stuff. And yeah, um, yeah. and so continue to want to learn and grow. Yeah, right. So when you went into social work in your post-secondary studies, were you mm-hmm. thinking about school, like being a social worker at our school at that point, or did you know? No, um, like I took a very circuitous route to get to ultimately my master's in social work. Um, I didn't think that I was gonna be doing that, but um, uh, you know, went and, and did some things that then said, oh, I wanna work with kids, and, and then found out where I could move credits from one school to another, and, and ultimately, knew that I wanted to work and help people. Um, And so when I first finished, just jumped in fear of needing to get a job and went into adult psychiatric work um, and and realized quite quickly that I'm I'm good at that, but that's not where my passion is, that I love kids. And so actually worked for four and a half years in a um, with the mental health agency with kids, but it was helping within a school, but not working for the school board and made connections and then ultimately ended up in the school board working with kids. Yeah. Oh, that's great. That's yeah. interesting. Okay. So now we're, we're in a pandemic school year, I keep calling it. Mm-hmm. Um, what strengths do you think that you take into this new situation that we're all facing, but educators in a different way? So what strengths do you bring to that situation? So I think for me, I'm, I sort of look at it the way that I'm sort of dealing with trauma, like the kids that I deal with are dealing with trauma and, um, and that this isn't just a small thing. It's been a big thing. It has changed our world and how we look at stuff. So I think um, as I've been thinking about this talk, we we're going to have thinking about, yeah, what are my strengths? And I think it's the things I help kids with. And now I got to help myself with. Um, and taking those things to look at how am I coping with um, just sitting in worry, which is what kids in trauma sit in, constant worry and unknown, and how to not be consumed by that to be able to step outside of that, right? Um, I love resources, and so I found a resource that talked about COVID, and there's sort of three stages of being in the worry phase, the learning phase, and the growth phase, and I think 
over this time, I've moved out of the worry phase into the learning phase and going, okay, I'm going to stop watching certain things um, because I know it just spins me and I only need to know what I need to do. I don't need to constantly listen to it, but how do I move more into the growth phase of being to be able to be above this or have it not suck me into a deep dark hole, right? When it comes to that. Um, and that's a constant journey. You go back and forth um, because we're human. We can get sucked into those feelings of worry. And I came across a great quote that said, um, worry is um, the misuse of your imagination. Oh, and, yeah. and I thought, yeah, because worry, and I talk to kids who have anxiety all the time about the worry monster, and we all have it, and it can get huge, and when it's bigger than us, it's in, in charge, um, but it takes over your imagination, it makes things worse or bigger than what they are, and how to balance that, because some of it is valid worry, but not to have it get so huge that it's a misuse of my imagination, right? right? Um, That's great. So I, yeah, so I think it's a uh, it's a journey, um, but it's, uh, yeah, I think it's, it's, it's hooking into my skills. And I think we all have them. You don't have to be a social worker to have those skills of, but what have you used to cope in tough situations? And I think we forget, because this is life right now, that this is a tough situation. And to be compassionate to yourself, um, and to, but also to motivate yourself how to get out of the hole if you, if you get sucked down into it. Right. Um, right. And right. so, um, yeah, pulling on those skills, the things you probably have taught your kids or the kids in your classroom around. Um, I had a teacher friend say, you know, fail is first attempt in learning. So we're in the learning thing. So how do we not go, oh, I'm a failure, but okay, that didn't go so well. So how do I learn from that and move, right. move on to the next step? Yeah. It's interesting how what the strength you're pulling on is, is making you um, understand again, once again, like where your students are. Mm -hmm. I think that's really helpful to understand that the students and the teachers and educators, everyone working in a school is going through the same thing. And so we can have more compassion for ourselves and our students yeah. as yeah, they're struggling exactly. as well. Yeah. 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 yeah so you're going in with that set uh, of strengths because of your experience and, you know, your training. Um, and probably your temperament, but are there areas where you might need more support, where you feel like you're going to need to reach out for resources around you because it's really not your area of strength? I would say that what I'm a doer and a, and a hard worker. And so the, and there is a, I'm just watching over and over again, and I just can't even imagine how much work administration has been doing. Um, and our board just changed the, the format and it's better but just changed the format two days ago so teachers have less than two weeks to hook into a new format we are doers and strong teachers and hard workers and um, and so not getting sucked into just full work um, is going to need to be for me and I think for a lot of people is how do you build in the self-care how do you look after yourself I'm an extrovert so this COVID lockdown has been very difficult for me um, is how do I build in connection and we've had summer and so I'm already thinking ahead and so it's that balance again of not letting worry take over but how to plan we go into winter and we're still only a bubble of 10 um, how do I do that as an extrovert? How do I stay connected? So how do I be um, uh, creative? And so I'm, I face, a friend and I are watching shows on Netflix, but by FaceTime. So I feel like I'm with somebody, you know, but how do we do those things? How do we build those things in? Um, because yeah, I can just do 
straight work and just feel like I'm eating, sleeping, working, cleaning the house, working, sleeping, you know, and, and that's not a good sense of life um, as well. Right. And so, yeah, and I think it's going to be a struggle for a lot of people is because there's so much work and there's so much things, so many things that are changing. And that means then shifting and more work to get ready. Right. right. Um, yeah. And so how to, um, yeah, how to balance that um, in doing self-care and looking after yourself and not, um, and having some fun, right. Because it is yeah. really important um, to have um yeah, to have that, that fun, because that also, um, I'm a visual person, so when I talk to kids, I say, you're a car, and so you've got to put gas in your car. If you're going to help other people, your car has to be able to run, and that's eating, sleeping, exercise, but you also need the oil changes, which are the other things that go even deeper um, to make sure that your car can run, right? So right. teachers are carrying not just their classroom, but their families and everybody else, so how are you taking care of your car so you're going to be able to run and make it through this? Um, actually again came across this awesome and I'm, I need to post it for myself it says happiness chemicals are and how to hack them so you know dopamine is our re reward center and our chemical so completing a task doing self-care activities eating food and celebrating wins helps that area of your brain oxytocin is the love hormone so playing with the dog or with the baby or holding a hand or hugging you may not be able to do that but you might be able to do that in your family give a compliment yeah. that brings that out um, serotonin is the mood stabilizer so are you meditating running sun exposure walking outside swimming cycling doing those kind of things to get that going and then the endorphins the pain are you laughing essential oils watching a comedy eating dark chocolate or exercising i can do the dark chocolate for sure yeah, i do that very well <laughs> i've got that down pat but it just made me as i thought about that as i was thinking about this and going yeah there are ways for us to build our happiness chemicals up and sure. we're gonna have to think about that and yeah. Yeah, our quick would be to go and a lot of people joke about it online about, you know, the eating crap and the drinking wine. Those need to be our last because they really don't help out in these areas that we need, right? Uh, they mate for the moment, but they're not the long term stuff. So how do we build in that long term stuff? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you talked about your board just changing plans. And I'm wondering what your job then is going to look like how you physically or virtually connect with students in, in such an important role that you have, and especially students who are possibly even more traumatized because of the last year. So how does your, what's your role going to look like? There's a lot of unknowns. And so I'm trying very hard to just go, you know what, I have to take it one day at a time. And I'm a planner, so that's hard, but um, that I can't figure it all out. So my understanding right now is I'm back at school full time. Um, but we are, there's going to be a bit of kids in the building and out of the buildings, and I'm responsible for, for supporting both of those. So, um, it's, yeah, there's still some unknowns. I've, um, from March till June, I was still working and I'm on my work computer right now. Um, so I have a whole sort of setup at home, but I'll be back in my office with that setup. And so I foresee the kids that are doing the online stuff and they don't want to be in the building that they'll be, you know, Google meets meetings or phone calls. Like I've done that all the way through. And um, I have still been working a bit over the summer as well. So there's been phone calls and kids have managed that. So um, yeah, the ones that aren't in the building, I'll probably still be doing that. But the ones that are in the building, um, the plan is that we're still supporting. Um, so right now, 
though teachers have a very different setup, we haven't been told that there's a different setup. It'll just be, I now have two areas I have to access kids by, right? right. So, right. yeah. Okay. Okay. So I want to know if you have any thoughts about the future of education based on what we're facing now, you know, and everybody that I've talked to so far has a completely different viewpoint about this because we really don't know, but do you have any, you know, where there are some silver linings or some concerns about how this may, you know, put education at risk or may we might actually grow from it? What, what do you think about that? I truly hope that we'll grow from it. I don't think, I know in the media, there's been a lot about the systems broken and it needs to be totally revamped. I don't, that I don't think it needs to totally be revamped. Um, I think there are always things you can learn from and you can grow from. And, um, you know, it's that whole don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. So, yeah, we need to shift and change some things. I think I've watched there's been a huge growing with the online. So I have a lot as I'm a social worker, I have a lot of kids that struggle with anxiety and I have a lot of kids who want to avoid school and they'll say, I want to do school by online. The ones that have really, really hard bad anxiety um, they have not done well with online they haven't done it because the anxiety is still there right so um, so online hasn't worked for a lot of kids um, and then it's worked for some of my other kids and so um, I think and, and teachers have done huge growing um, a lot have used classroom stuff before but there have been some that haven't they've done huge growing with the online so could some of that be expanded yes but should it be all and only and should we um, get rid of everything? No, and I hope we don't because there's a lot of good and there are a lot of good teachers and a lot of hardworking teachers and um, teachers have been, like all of my staff that I've talked to, they've been working really, really hard over the summer to shift and change and grow and, and adapt. And so I see it about adapting and it will be interesting to see um, how kids do because we're going in sort of semi-planned. We're not fully planned because, you know, as I said, our, my board just changed their plan a couple of days ago. Um, and the government only gave the end, you know, one month, the end of July. So we're going in semi-planned. So they're still learning and growing. Whereas March to June, it wasn't. And I don't think that's a good indicator of um, the system because there was, you know, your mark can't go any lower than this. There was all sorts of other things. So I think, and we have to also make sure we're comparing apples to apples. Like to say all private school is amazing and that's the way to go. I don't, I don't agree with that either. Um, and uh, and so and and it's it's working together. And I think that's where I worry we haven't done. Um, and rightly or wrongly, I'll say this, the minister has been saying he's been working with people. He has not. He has not talked to boards. He has not talked to unions. The first people are hearing about it is in newscasts. And then boards are scrambling. And boards have been amazing to rise to the occasion. We need to work together. This is not a win. We need to not make it a win-lose situation. It needs to be a collaborative thing. It needs to be everyone needs to win um, because this is about our kids. And if I can say anything, teachers love and care about their kids. And so do boards. And it's not about the money. Um, many, many teachers put in hundreds of dollars into their classrooms that a lot of times I think parents and the public think is provided by the board and it's not. Um, that they care about their kids such that they're doing that, that they're not 
you know, they're doing tons of learning over the summer um, and this summer in particular. And, and even from March to June, we're doing tons of evening classes around being better at the online. So, um, yeah, I hope for the working together to go, what is best? Will, you know, there are some kids, there are a lot of kids that don't fit the way our system goes from, you know, 9 to 315 and how to be creative. And we've had moments of creativity and then we'll have shifts in our government and money and they cut those programs because for some of these really at-risk kids, you need a smaller group of kids in a classroom and that's a higher, you know, a smaller teacher-pupil ratio and that's more expensive and we have to be open to that kind of thing, right? Like, um yeah, because, yeah, it just, yeah. I, yeah, so I'm not sure, but I just hope yeah. for a better collaboration. Yeah, and I do, I appreciate that, that, uh, that sentiment, and I, and I hope, too, that it, it's, it's uh, based on collaboration as we go forward. Mm -hmm. So I want to thank you so much for joining me today, Lori. It's been a pleasure talking to you, and um, best of luck this year as you go back and connect with your students and meet them wherever they're at. Wherever Great. They're at back to school then. Thank you. Okay, thank you. Be well. Yep, thank you too. Bye. Bye.